Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick. And today we're bringing you some of the messages that you've sent in over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Rob, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick us off today with a message from Albert that addresses uh, at least a half dozen uh, subjects. All right, let's have it. Uh, hit us with the, uh, uh, with the birdshot that is Albert's email. Okay, Albert says, Hi, Robert and Joe. It's been a while since I wrote in, and I have much feedback. And I think we're going to skip over a section or two of the email to condense, but maybe we can start with these comments about our episode on the invention of the mirror. Uh, Albert says, I'm surprised you did not mention the dreaded iPhone selfie image. Okay, I thought mm. we did, but maybe you're right. Um it goes on. I personally hate it that it is always a mirror image, not obvious unless you see lettering or wearing an asymmetric clothing, such as the Japanese kimono, where it is always worn with left over right. In the iPhone selfie, this becomes right over left, and the only time you wear a kimono right over left is when you are dead. Ghosts in Japan also wear the kimono right over left, as they are usually wearing their white funeral kimono. Hmm. I'd never heard this before. No, me neither. 
All right, subsection three concerning the invention of the chainsaw. Albert says, you mentioned the limitations of the circular saw in this episode, but in cartoons, they will cut through beyond their center attachment point. Remember we were talking about that was one of the limitations of like using Mm -hmm. a circular saw to try to cut down a tree is they've got to be mounted from the middle. And so you can only go like half the diameter of the, uh, of the saw into a tree. But Albert is correct. Uh, uh, he has attached a clip of Speed Racer showing Speed Racer's Mach 5. I guess that's the name of the car. I never really watched Speed Racer, so I don't know anything about it. But uh, this scene is showing it, – it's like the scene in James Bond where they show you all the new gadgets on the car. This is like a collection of here's what the Mach 5 can do. And in this clip, well, one of the things that happens is it pu- puts out a couple of circular saws on bars that are sweeping around in front of the car as it drives and it shows the car just plowing through a forest of giant trees just cutting right through them without even slowing down which was very funny oh yeah i mean i i guess we touched on this a little bit but but cartoon saws and chainsaws and circular saws are just unstoppable they'll just cut through everything uh, like a like a hot knife through butter Okay, now regarding our episodes on crabs, uh, Albert says, you mentioned you wanted to know about any crab stories. I remember one from my childhood, a Japanese folktale called the Monkey Crab Battle. Uh, And then uh, he, he attaches some links. And so on this one, I sort of went deep. I went and found a translation of the story, and I, I wrote up a little summary here that we could uh, relay to you, because I know, Rob, you were you were burning for more crab folktales. <laughs> So the monkey crab battle, also known simply as the monkey and the crab, is apparently a, a classic uh, Japanese fairy tale. There there are apparently many variations with different characters and plot details. So the version I'm about to tell is by no means definitive. This is just one that I happen to find in, in a full-text English translation. So this is the translation by Ye Theodora Ozaki, which uh, – and I think I, I've read that this one might take some liberties with the source material, but it'll give you a gist. To the story. It begins, there were once two friends, a pink-faced monkey and a yellow crab, and they liked to play together by the riverbanks. And one day, while they're playing around together, the crab finds a rice dumpling, and the monkey <laughs> finds a persimmon seed. The crab holds up his rice dumpling, and he says, look at this nice thing I found. And then the monkey also shows off the thing he found, the persimmon seed. But inside, the monkey is immediately jealous because he wants that dumpling. Uh, Persimmons are one of the monkey's favorite foods, but you can't eat the seeds. They're just, you know, hard, crunchy, you know, it's not very good. Um, So he tries to convince the crab to trade. He's like, hey, wouldn't you rather have this seed than the dumpling? And the crab says, no, I would like to keep my rice dumpling. Thank you. But the monkey comes up with a plan because monkeys, uh, as often, it's often the case in these stories that monkeys are crafty. Mm-hmm. Scheming. So the monkey says to the crab, and this part's a direct quote from the translation, How unwise you are not to think of the future. Your rice dumpling can be eaten now and is certainly much bigger than my seed. But if you sow this seed in the ground, it will soon grow and become a great tree in a few years and bear an abundance of fine ripe persimmons year after year. If only I could show it to you then with the yellow fruit hanging on its branches. Of course, if you don't believe me, I shall sow it myself, though I am sure later on you will be very sorry you did not take my advice. 
And this does the trick. The crab is persuaded to trade, and the monkey takes the rice dumpling and gobbles it up immediately, hands over the uh, persimmon seed to the crab. Then the crab takes the seed and plants it in the ground. And then we cut to years later, where the crab's patience has paid off. One spring, he finds his persimmon tree full of glistening ripe fruit. But there's a problem. As a crab, he can't climb the tree to get the persimmons, so he's just gazing up at them. They look delicious, but he can't get to them, I guess because he is not an arboreal species of crab. But he knows somebody who is very good at climbing trees, the monkey. So he goes and he finds the monkey, and he asks if the monkey will climb the tree and bring him some of his persimmons. The monkey agrees, but the monkey is not a very good friend. He climbs up in the tree, and as soon as he's up there... He's like, nah, no, I, I'm just going to eat all these myself. He's hungry, and he just gobbles up all of the ripe persimmons until there is nothing left but the green fruits, and the green fruits are as hard as rocks. And this whole time, the crab is frantically running around the base of the tree, calling out to the monkey to remember what he promised. And apparently this is annoying to the monkey, so he begins to pelt his crab friend with unripe persimmons. Again, these are as hard as rocks, and so when they hit the crab, they, they wound him. They, they bash him up real good, and eventually the monkey pelts the crab with so many unripe persimmons that he dies. Oh. Th that's a dark turn. Yeah. Now here's where it actually turns into like a 70s-style grindhouse revenge flick. Uh, the crab's son comes along and finds his dead father's body. I should mention, I think in some variations of the story, at least, it's the it's the crab's mother, not father. But I'm not sure about what the frequency of those variations is. Anyway, in this version, he finds his, his uh, crab dad's body and he, he weeps bitterly. And he looks around and sees the persimmon seeds littered all about. And he knows that it must have been the monkey that killed his father. And he swears revenge. And then there is sort of an assembling the team mo montage. The young crab recruits his friends to help execute the plan of revenge. And his friends are, uh, again, this is this list of friends is another thing that varies by version. Uh, but there is a bee, like a honeybee, mm -hmm. a chestnut, okay. uh, a mortar, like, like a mortar and pestle, like a, okay. a stone mortar. And then some versions also include some kind of slippery substance like a pile of cow dung or a puddle of oil. Okay. All right. So this is quite the team involving uh, animals, vegetables, uh, inanimate objects, um, right. yeah, slime or dung. Okay. <laughs> Which I love. So they hatch a conspiracy. Uh, meanwhile, the monkey is uh, off by himself. He is congratulating himself greatly for getting away with his crime. And he, he, you know, he thinks himself so clever. He's like, well, I killed that crab and nobody's ever going to know. And later he is invited to a feast commemorating the life and death of the elder crab. And starting here, I'm going to read directly from the Ozaki translation. Maybe we'll do some voices for the characters. Okay. Quote, the feast over, he was next invited to the tea ceremony room to drink a cup of tea. When the young crab had conducted the monkey to the tea room, he left him and retired. Time passed, and he still did not return. At last, the monkey became impatient. He said to himself, The tea ceremony is always a very slow affair. I am tired of waiting so long. I am very thirsty after drinking so much sake at the dinner. He then approached the charcoal fireplace and began to pour out some hot water from the kettle boiling there, when something burst out from the ashes with a great pop and hit the monkey right in the neck. 
It was the chestnut, one of the crab's friends, who had hidden himself in the fireplace. The monkey, taken by surprise, jumped backward and then started to run out of the room. The bee, who was hiding outside the screens, now flew out and stung him on the cheek. The monkey was in great pain. His neck was burned by the chestnut and his face badly stung by the bee, but he ran on screaming and chattering with rage. Now the stone mortar had hidden himself with several other stones on the top of the crab's gate, and as the monkey ran underneath, the mortar and all fell down upon the monkey's head. Was it possible for the monkey to bear the weight of the mortar falling upon him from the top of the gate? He lay crushed and in great pain, quite unable to get up. As he lay there helpless, the young crab came up, and holding his great claw scissors over the monkey, he said, Do you now remember that you murdered my father? Then you are my enemy, gasped the monkey brokenly. Of course, said the young crab. It was your father's fault, not mine, gasped the unrepentant monkey. Can you still lie? I will soon put an end to your breath. Uh, And with that, he cut off the monkey's head with his pincher claws. Thus, the wicked monkey met his well-merited punishment, and the young crab avenged his father's death. All right, all right. That's pretty good. I applaud it as a a strong, uh, crab-centric folktale or myth or what have you. Does this have a moral? I was trying to think, like, uh, I mean, I guess the monkey, uh, maybe the moral for the monkey is like, hey, don't uh, betray and kill your friends or else you will will meet a similar fate. I don't know. It kind of started off feeling, you know, like kind of like uh, Aesop's fables, but then it ended up feeling more like a a Shaw Brothers picture. Yeah. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I guess the, the lesson is don't trust monkeys or uh, <laughs> even if they're uh, they're they're that they have uh, you know a good what seems to be a good uh, you know business offer for you because ultimately mm-hmm. like the the monkey's trick pays off for the crab he's just betrayed by the monkey a second time right that's the funny part so you think the monkey has tricked the crab but everything the monkey said was true like he mm-hmm. gives the crab in the long run the better deal mm-hmm. uh but then he just he just cheats him a second time yeah hmm. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. Uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Anyway, to finish off Albert's email, one last note. Uh, he mentions the Dunwich Horror. He says, for some reason, I remembered this movie being in black and white. After watching it, I remember thinking that film is a very hard medium to adapt the dread and horror of Lovecraft's mythos. You clearly like Lovecraft, so I can recommend Dagon. It is an adaptation of uh, the novella The Shadow Over Innsmouth, and then attaches a link. Okay, that's it. Thank you, and keep up the great work, Albert. Uh, Albert, I it's been many years now, but I do remember enjoying Dagon when I was in college. I think it's one of those movies that's maybe not great in every way, but it, it has some things that, that really work. I remember it having a kind of 
pleasing color contrast because most of the sets and, and locations in the movie are, are very kind of uh, dark and blue and green, you know, the colors of the sea or like caves mm-hmm. in the ocean, but the main character wears a bright orange sweater and that always stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's a, it's a fun flick. It is, um, it's a Stuart Gordon movie. So you can go into that, you know, you're going to get a certain amount of, uh, of grisliness and gruesomeness, uh, but it, yeah, it has some fun monsters, some over-the-top gore, and it has a um, echidna-style mermaid, if memory serves. So that's a pretty fun one. Um, I haven't seen this one in many years, but uh, I was always partial to the Dan O'Bannon-directed uh, film, The Resurrected, from 1991, which, um, who, let's see, who starred in that? Oh, yeah, it had, um, it had Chris Sarandon in it. Hmm, I, I've not seen that one. Like I said, it's been a long time. Uh, I think when I saw it, it was on VHS. So uh, I'm not sure if it's aged well or not. But it it may have. I mean, it's Dan O'Bannon, so it has that going for it. Totally. Now, speaking of of, uh, Dan O'Bannon, who is also uh, uh, another one of his uh, his films that he directed, it's worth noting, is is of course The Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Uh, So here's a little bit of listener mail from uh, Alan. Alan writes in during the podcast, and this is responding to our Holy Undead episode from back in October, uh, which, by the way, is also a holiday episode. So it's both a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode. So oh, if you didn't right. listen to it then, listen to it now, or maybe listen to it again. Um, Alan writes, during the podcast, I recall you wondering why a bunch of pious undead would attend services, but then also try to attack and kill the living who accidentally wander in. Presumably, the undead want to live, unlive, as much as anyone, and having been discovered, realized that the living would be a huge threat to their continued existence if word got out, so they would need to eliminate any source of leakage that arise. Uh, the deceased sister would, of course, feel the need to warn her living sister. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, under your idea here, Alan, uh, the, the reason somebody might wander into a, a night service of, of the pious undead listening to a sermon in the church, and then they, they attack her— because they're afraid that if she spreads word, people are going to come in and, I don't know what, do do an exorcism or something that will not allow them to dwell there in the church anymore. I guess, but the other stories seem to suggest that the church is, or at least the, the regional church, is powerless to stop the undead. So, like, what are they going to do? They're afraid the Pope's going to show up and uh, squash everything or, uh, you know, or, or some higher member of whatever uh, the... Um, uh, you know, the, the church organization is in place. Um, it's, it seems like they kind of get whatever, they get to do whatever they want because they own the night. It's good to own the night. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me, we did hear from another listener, though, who was telling about a uh, a local folktale about a parish somewhere in Poland where um, I think the idea was that the priest was believed, the ghost of the former priest was believed to haunt the, the churchyard because it had never been consecrated. And then once it was consecrated... Uh, he his spirit could leave or something. Am, am hmm. I getting that sort of right? Do you remember? No, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I guess there are things that the, the undead actually want the church to do on some hmm. level anyway. I guess it depends on, like, do you want to keep hanging out at the church or do you want to move on to the, I don't know, the afterlife or wherever else you're supposed to go? Yeah. And then what afterlife are we dealing with? Are we dealing with, like, the, the <laughs> right. new Christian afterlife? Or uh-huh. remember, these are ideas that are that are kind of embedded in older systems of belief. Are we talking about something a little grayer, a little um, uh, maybe less appetizing, or maybe something that is a little more like 
the midnight mass itself, you know, and in a sense, this is the afterlife. They're already there, and it consists of going to church in the middle of the night when the humans aren't around. Uh, another way of thinking about it is maybe they're afraid if word gets out to all the living that they're doing these things, the living are going to, everybody's going to come swarm to see them and the, it'll just get too crowded in there. You know, it's yeah. like they were the restaurant principle. Sometimes you love a good restaurant. You kind of don't want people to find out about it. <laughs> Okay, we got one message regarding our Weird House Cinema episode on Bloodbeat. Uh, this is just a, a quick little hello from Maria. Uh, the subject line was, just to say hello, parentheses, Bloodbeat. Uh, <laughs> I have to thank you because today's episode of Weird House Cinema was so hilarious. I was walking and laughing with my dog. Uh, I, I hope that doesn't mean your dog was laughing as well, because that sounds demonic. But Maria finishes <laughs> saying, lots of love from Italy. And then she attaches an image of her dog. Uh, this uh, We don't know the dog's name, though. I would like to know. This is a, a, a gorgeous-looking animal that is uh, lying down in the snow and chewing on a blue plastic toy of some kind. Looks like uh, It looks like this dog is having a great time. Yeah, I don't know. If this dog laughed, I don't think it would necessarily be demonic. Seems like a, a good dog. No, I mean, this looks like a great dog. This is the kind of dog that would not laugh because dogs don't laugh. <laughs> Everything is serious to dogs. All right, uh, here's a one from Matt, uh, who also wrote in about Bloodbeat with the subject, Bloodbeat, A Better Way to Hunt. Good day, fellas. The Weird House episode on Bloodbeat was hilarious. I've not seen it, but loved your description of the chaos. I'm an active hunter, and no, the way the film portrays hunting strategies is rather off target. There are many ways to hunt deer. Alone, in a group, moving and stalking, standing still, in seasons designated for specific tools, uh, archery season as opposed to rifle season, for example, uh, etc. Rules and times change from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. For Bloodbeat, though, these things don't matter. A fun film is a fun film. I hope to give it a watch in the near future. Thanks for the show and your time, Matt. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, if you're if you're looking for a holiday experience, viewing experience like Bloodbeat, um, nothing but Bloodbeat will do. <laughs> it's the reason for the season. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and close the mailbag on this one, but we'll be back in the future with more listener mail. Uh, just a reminder that our core episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind air on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Wednesdays, we do The Artifact. That's a short-form episode. On Mondays, that's the listener mail. And on Fridays, that's Weird House Cinema. That's when we set aside most serious concerns to just discuss a weird film such as Bloodbeat. You know, I think technically this is going to be our last listener mail of 2021, right? Uh, we'll I believe put, you're right, yeah. Uh, but we'll read plenty more of your messages in the new year. Yeah, so keep them coming. Keep them coming. Huge thanks, as always, to our wonderful audio producer, Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other to uh, potentially get a message featured on a future listener mail episode, uh, just to say hello or to suggest a topic for an episode, any of that, you can email us at contact at stuff to blowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. 
Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.